0: Welcome to Baseball Explained. Today we're going to do a team overview of the Seattle Mariners. The Mariners are a good rebuilding team, and one that has lots of young players with significant upside. Many of their players are under 27, and today we're going to grade each part of the team, like we did last time, and just go over each part, like the starting pitching, relief pitching, catching, and each part of the team. Right now, the expected rotation is going to be Marco Gonzalez, Justice Sheffield, Yusei Kikuchi, Justin Dunn, and Nick Nick Marjanicius. It's a good rotation, but one that does not have a clear ace. Who can pitch 200 innings with an ERA around 2.5. Marco Gonzalez is a strong starting pitcher who's expected to start on opening day, but he's not a clear ace who can pitch 200 innings of 2.50 ERA baseball, which is normally what you'd want from your ace, if not more. Justice Sheffield was one of the starters obtained from the Yankees in the James Paxton trade It didn't end up working that well for the Yankees as he didn't pitch like the expected number two starter that they wanted him to be. Sheffield was the main prospect in that package that ended up one of the Mariners. But he hadn't pitched well in the past, but in 2020 he had a 3.5 ERA and showed that he could end up being one of the Mariners' top pitchers in the future. Justice Sheffield has been involved in two main trades as a prospect. He was traded to the Yankees as part of the Andrew Miller trade in 2016 that sent Miller to um, Cleveland and Clint Frazier and Justice Sheffield, among others, to the New York Yankees, and was also an aforementioned James Paxton trade. He's a good pit fit. He's a good pitcher that could end up being a significant part of the Mariners' future. Yusei Kuchi was signed out of Japan before the 2019 season of the Mariners $43 million guaranteed another $66 million available via team options. That's a lot for a starter, who's not even played in the MLB yet, but he was very good in Japan, and other teams were probably offering around that much money. Kikuchi was expected to be their ace, a possible number two starter, but he definitely disappointed having an ERA in the fives in the last two years. Well last year he had a slightly lower ERA, while having an ERC that suggested that he had pitched a little better and as ERA suggested. ERC is building a statistical version of fielding independent pitching that calculates what somebody's ERA should have been, depending on how well they actually pitched. It's not just their how many earned runs they allowed per 9 innings. Kikuchi is a good pitcher, but he needs to figure it out, or he might get traded to a team that is more willing to pay that much money for a number 3 or 4 starter. The next starting pitcher for the Mariners is Justin Dunn. He was acquired from the Mets in the Robinson Canoe trade, but will probably be known as the Jared Kelenic trade in a few years. Jared Kelenic is the Mariners' top prospect, and is going to be one of the top players in the league in 3, 4, or 5 years. Back to Justin Dunn. Justin Dunn is still very young at 25, and even though he pitched well in very little innings in 2019. He pitched okay in 2020, showing that he could be a solid number 4 or number 5 starter right now, but in a couple of years he can be a solid number 2 or number 3 on a contending team. He's not hes not really as good of a starter as you would want from the top of the rotation, but he is a good enough starter as to where any team could have a back-end starter like him, and he would definitely make the rotation. The next starter for the Mariners is Nick Marjevicius. Vicious came up in 2019 with the Padres and pitched very poorly, but after being traded to Seattle, he pitched fairly well. Although he doesn't have a ton of upside, Vicious is fairly young and could be a consistent back of the rotation starter. He doesn't throw pretty hard, but has a lot of pitches and is a quality ground ball pitcher. The Mariners also have Kendall Graveman, Chris Flexen, and Andres Munoz. Andres Munoz was acquired from the Padres and hasn't pitched for the Mariners yet. He's quite young and could pitch himself in the 2021 Mariners rotation if somebody like Nick Marjovicius falters in spring training. For the rotation, the Mariners get a C plus, mainly because they have a consistent rotation, but one without a true ace or somebody who can hold the staff for a full season and maybe even a postseason if they're good next year. The Mariners have lots of good bullpen pieces that can make them a good team, but they don't have a great starting pitching this offseason so that they could bolster the bullpen and maybe even help their rotation, they signed a former Met, Chris Flexen, to a two-year contract, and they also traded for former Met, Rafael Montero. Right now, the main bull piece, bullpen pieces they have are Kendall Graveman, Kanan Middleton, Rafael Montero, Chris Flexen, LJ Newsome, Andres Munoz, and Eric Swanson. Swanson, Munoz, Flexen, LJ Newsome, and even Kendall Graveman, are pitchers that could maybe even start for the team, but don't seem to look like they could make the rotation right out of spring training this year. Some of those pitchers are quite young and made their debuts in 2019 or 2020. Although he's not one of those pitchers, Cannon Middleton has been a very good pitcher for most of his career, when healthy. But being healthy is is one thing that he has struggled with a lot. He averaged 97 miles per hour in 2020, although he had a 5.25 ERA in 12 innings, which is not good, even though he did not pitch that much. His one full season, 2017, was his rookie year. Middleton averaged 95 miles per hour, 97 miles per hour then as well, with a 3.86 ERA, which is a lot better than his 5.25 ERA in 2017 or 2019. The one full season that Kenny Middleton had was in 2017, which was his rookie year as well. Middleton averaged 97 miles per hour in his role, with a 3.86 ERA, which is a lot better than the 5.25 ERA he had in 2019, or 2020. He also got 10 holds and 3 saves. He started the 2018 season as the Angels' closer, but quickly got injured and missed most of the season. Moving on to Kendall Graveman. Although he didn't have the best ERA in 2020, towards the end of the season, he pitched out of the bullpen more than he had in the past, and he actually pitched really well, having a high velocity for most of that time. Kendall Graveman is a former first-round draft pick by the Toronto Blue Jays, who pitched his first season with them, which was actually, like, a couple games, but then he got traded to Oakland. And although they didn't have a great pitching, the Mariners re signed Kendall Graveman this offseason to a guaranteed contract, mainly because of his good numbers in the bullpen later in the season. Kendall Graveman was a first round pick by the Blue Jays, whom he made his major league debut with in 2014, and was quick- quickly traded to the Athletics as part of the Josh Donaldson trade. Graveman only had one full season, that was in 2016, when he had a 4.11 ERA in 186 innings. He doesn't get a lot of strikeouts, but he has pitched very well despite that. He got injured a lot after that, and still hasn't had another full season, although he has pitched well in different times since. Rafael Montero came, as, came up as a starter in the Mets organization and was even thought of as a better prospect than Jacob deGrom, who is now the Mets ace and won the 2018 and 19 signing awards. He came up in 2014 and pitched fairly well in his rookie season, but Montero only pitched 10 and 19 innings in his second and third seasons. Next season, though, he made the rotation and out of spring training and pitched 119 innings. But he didn't pitch well in those 119 innings, having a 5.52 ERA and a 6.01 ERC. This means that he was a very below average pitcher. An average pitcher would pitch to about 4.0 ERA. Montero missed the next season, but came back with the Rangers in 2019 and pitched very well in 29 innings. He closed most of the games for the Rangers in 2020 and pitched very well, although he had a 4 ERA. He was then traded to the Mariners, and is now the expected closer for the Mariners in 2021. LJ Newsome came up in 2020 through 15.2 innings, averaging 91 miles an hour, which is not super fast, but it's not something that is really a danger sign for a major league pitcher. He did pitch to a 5.717 ERA, but he has shown that he does have upside, and could be a 4 or 5 starter in the future. Chris Flexen pitched for the Tucson Bears in 2020, pitching quite well and getting a two year, $4.75 million contract from the Mariners. Although Flexen pitched mainly in a starting role for the Mets, he is expected to have some relief innings for the Mariners in the 2021 season. The Mariners have other pieces besides those guys, but those are the main pitchers that figured to have the most innings out of the bullpen in 2021. For their bullpen, the Mariners get a B- as they have some players with significant upside, but nobody who is a very established top-of-the-line reliever. Tom Murphy figures to be the Mariners' main catcher in 2021, although he missed the entire 2020 season. After trading Austin Noah, who is somewhat of a utility player, but also played a lot of catcher, Luis Torrens looks to be the backup catcher. Although Tom Murphy is 30 years old, and has only played 157 games in his career, 76 of them in 2019. He still looks to be a very good catcher with a lot of power, who is a very good defensive catcher as well. Luis Torrens is still 25, and although he hit only 163 without a home run and significant playing time in the later half of 2017, He hit fairly well in 2020 for the Padres and Mariners, although not something that a top catcher in the league would hit. It is a lot better than the 163 he hit in 2017. For catching, the Mariners get a C, mainly because they just don't have a lot of backup players there, and if Tom Murphy gets injured again, or Luis Torrens plays like he did in 2017, they just don't have a lot of options that they could put there for a half or even a full season. But Tom Murphy has played well in the past. Luis Torrance looks to be a pretty good player in the rest of his career. For first base, the Mariners have Evan White, who is slated to start the season after winning a Gold Glove in 2020. They also have Jose Marmolejos and Dylan Moore, who can also play that position. Moore and Marmolejos can both play other positions, mainly the outfield, so Evan White isn't blocking them from playing time in 2021. As the Mariners' first-round pick in 2017, Evan White was one of their top prospects going into 2020, already having a guaranteed contract, which is very rare among players that do not have any major league playing time. Evan White did not hit well in 2020, but continued to start mainly because of his amazing defense at first. As with many of their other positions, the Mariners have lots of young talent, loaded with potential at first base, but nobody who is an established star. The Mariners get a B-plus at first, mainly because they have their depth beyond Evan White and Evan White who has saved many errors in his short career. The main second baseman for the Mariners in 2020 looks to be Shed Long Jr, Sam Haggerty or Dylan Moore. Moore can play about every position aside from catcher as mentioned before and although he had a bad rookie season in 2019, he can run well, he can hit well and although he is a little bit older for a player who hasn't played that much. He is a very good player who can play multiple positions shed long played fairly well in 2019 although he probably wasn't one of the best players for the mariners but after winning the starting job in 2020 he did not hit well at all having an ops of 0.55533 hopefully shed long junior will rebound in spring training but if he doesn't Waiver claim Sam Haggerty could play some second base. After being claimed from the Mets, Haggerty played third base and outfield in 2020. But he is a very quality pinch runner and could make the roster as a bench player. He did play a little bit of second base for the Mets in 2019, and he could possibly get some playing time in 2021. Ty France, who was acquired from the Padres last year, can also play most infield positions, although he is getting older. Donovan Walton could also possibly get some playing times. He's one of the younger options that the Mariners have. For second base, the Mariners get a solid grade of C. They don't have a clear starter. They don't have anyone who could play very well, except for Dylan Moore, and he's not really going to play a lot of second base in 2021. He's probably going to play some more outfield. For shortstop, though, the Mariners have J.P. Crawford. He's probably one of their top players, although he isn't a great hitter. He's a former top prospect and underperformed in the top levels of the minor leagues before being traded to the Mariners. Crawford is a young athletic shortstop with a lot of range, but he's not the best hitter, although he did hit better than before in 2020. He's not playing as good as people expected when he was a low minor leaguer, but he is playing better than they expected when he did not hit well and didn't even play great defense in the top levels of the minor leagues but he is a fairly good hitter for the shortstop as that position doesn't have some of the best hitting players in the MLB. For the shortstop position, the Mariners get a B- minus, as although they do have Crawford, they don't have a lot of athletic players who can play shortstop if Crawford were to get injured. At third base, the Mariners have Kyle Seager. Kyle Seager is the brother of Dodgers shortstop Corey Seager, who probably has been the better player out of the two. See, Corey Seeger Kyle Seeger has been the Mariners' main third baseman for a while, and is now getting towards the end of a long The Mariners have three main left fielders who are probably going to have to compete for playing time in 2021. They have D- Dylan Moore, Jose Marmolejos, and Taylor Trammell. Jose Marmolejos looks to be the main left fielder as Trammell is still very young, and Dylan Moore is probably going to play more positions than just left field. The Mariners do have some depth at that position, but don't have anybody who's going to be as good as Kyle Lewis or Mitch Haniger in the 2021 season. And that's why they get a B for left field, because they have some depth and some potential with Marmolejos, Moore, and Tremel being fairly young, but they don't have any proven starters who have played in a full season. After designating Malik Smith for assignment, and having the Mets pick him up on a minor league contract. The Mariners' main center fielder is definitely Kyle Lewis, who won the Rookie of the Year award last year and hit very well after having a great 2019 season, although he did not even have 10 at-bats. Their main backups for that position are Braden Bishop and Jake, Jake Fraley. Bishop is the older brother of Giants prospect Hunter Bishop, and Fraley is still a young player who could play fairly well in his career, although nobody is even going to threaten to take the position from Kyle Lewis, who's one of the top young players in the league. The Mariners get an A minus for center field, as Kyle Lewis is one of the top young players in the game and they do have some quality backups. For right field, the Mariners have Mitch Haniger, who after missing the two thousand twenty season, is definitely gonna reclaim the position for the Mariners in two thousand twenty one. He's a very quality player who has hit well in the past years. The Mariners have lots of good depth in, bat- in bench players, as well as, as well as top prospect Jared Kalanick. He's a mainly a center fielder, but he could move over to right if he doesn't field that well in the 2021 season. He's probably not going to come up early in the 2021 season, but he could come up later. But he's if he doesn't come up then, then he's definitely going to be able to come up in 2022 and hit well for the Mariners. For right field... Mariners get a grade of B+, because they have Mitch Haniger, who even though he didn't play well in 2020, he's still a fairly young player and could hit very well in 2021. And they also have Jared Kalanick, so they have a lot of depth for right right field and a lot of potential. That's all the positions that we're going to grade today, so right now I'll give the Mariners their overall grade. I'd give them an overall grade of B as they are a very good young team that could look to compete in the future, but they don't have any proven stars besides Kyle Lewis and Mitch Haniger, and they don't look to compete in 2021. Thanks for listening to Baseball Explained, and I hope you're able to catch our next episode.